it's important just to point your compass towards joy. And play like you, be like you, and don't overthink it. it I mean, yeah, I said busy weeks. It's been busy week. Um, since, the, since you and I last talked on the podcast, you've recorded an album, like a feature album in a studio, like yeah. a real not... I helped out some bros in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounded weird. <laughs> in my spare, in my spare, in my studio. Um, and uh, I've done PASIC and then uh, and then I went into a studio yeah. and, and filmed something. But I haven't, I forgot what a drum set sounds like when it has microphones on it. It's, oh. it's crazy, mate. It's crazy. I've, I forgot how, how good, I forgot what the difference was. For me, because I have mics on my kit the whole time, but like, and my mix is like a nice mix, but Jesus, mate, it's not. Yeah. And then listening back on your in-ears versus listening back in a control room that's sound treated with <sighs> monitors. Yep. And you're like, please tell me that's all the plugins. The guy's like, oh no, I haven't, I haven't even EQ'd it yet. You're like, oh my God, I need the, can I buy your studio? Mate, are you, um, you, has it switched you even more? Because I remember a couple of episodes ago, you were thinking about getting loads of mics. Is that? Yep. You gonna do it? It it switched me enough that I'm doing a consultation with the producer that I just worked with in Nashville. Mm. So I'm gonna hire him to basically pick the microphones for me and then help me out with I know what I want my mix to sound like. And he he kind of achieved it right away. Like I said, look, I understand that there's I mean, you know, we had top, bottom, snare, kick, uh, two on the kick rack floor and then about a hundred mics just around the place yeah i was like what does that one do mm -hmm. well if i just need a little air from the uh 400k <laughs> for uh 400 hertz 400k would be pretty squealy <laughs> anyways um so anyway so when i heard it back for the first time i was like yeah man like if i was going to go full mic setup that's what i want it to sound like i want it to sound professional and the reason why i'm switching into a full mic setup is because this year the camps are changing dramatically. This whole 2023 camp season is about like practical drumming, playing to music, practical fills, flakum, guzakatum, instead of that. Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah. When, you know, yeah. Um, well, like on Instagram, I get it. I teach it. I know. But really, let's just let's focus on some practical drumming. Yeah. So all the drumming that we do this year in camp or next year in camp is going to be based around recording to music. And there it's weird when you record with the two mic setup like I do for videos. Fantastic. When the drums are by themselves, I actually still like it more because it's so realistic. It, you're in the room with me. Mm -hmm. It's as soon as you put in all the frequencies of music that the drums become very thin. Mm -hmm. They can't compete with the real, the bass guitar, the guitar, um, the vocals, and the drums just get a little bit lost. Um, especially the kick, like the kick just cannot come through with not having a porthole. So I have a microphone on the outside of my kick, yeah. but my kick head is solid. If you want that kick to come through a mix, you're gonna have to have a, a microphone inside the bass drum. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you're playing jazz with a wide open jazz kit, then one up, you know, an overhead and a kick is great, more than enough. But when I'm trying to track our students to like pop tunes, I want them to be like, oh my God, is that me? Yeah, and yeah exactly. I, that's the moment I'm looking for, right? Is that moment of like, wait, is that me? When they listen back to it, I'm like, yeah, man, that's you. That's how good you sound. Yeah, exactly, mate. And and that's the thing, mate. When you're recording, you need you need all those mics to, to also just play for the music um, in a better way. Do you know, when you can hear everything you're doing, you're like, right, I get it. Like I did it... Um, when I was learning songs for this thing that I just did, I had, um, I can't remember what the problem was, but I couldn't, I couldn't use the mix that was on the computer. Oh, that okay. was why. Cause there was some stuff on my phone that I needed to practice to. And my internet was being weird. So I, I, I couldn't play along to the computer. So anyway, I put AirPods in and then put like Travis's like headphones, which are like those Vic Firth, you know, those like over the top. And, uh, it reminded me of like back in the day when I was just trying to play along to music and doing it in any way, shape or form. Like, oh, this is fine. I can hear the music barely. This will work. Killing my ears. AirPods. And then those tight Vic Firth things. It's like, I'm surprised I've got any ears oh. left. I look like a flipping rugby or UFC fighter now, mate. They're all just like squashed. <laughs> but, um, but it was so funny. Like I was playing the parts and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I think, I think this is sounding good. And I think like I've come up with a new idea or, or whatever. And then the next day I came in and, and set it up properly. And it was like, all right, that idea is out the window. That's too much. Or 
I wasn't playing the correct kit kit pattern. It's crazy, man. It's like, it makes a big, big difference when you're recording. So I think a lot of the time people, you know, when they see all these mics, they get kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know, like intimidated by it, but you you can achieve a a really just simple and, and gorgeous washy sound with, 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 you know, without using it all, all the time. Yeah. I think it comes down to the ratios, you know, like, what is your primary ratio of room mics and overheads? Who's capturing the sound? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the close mics? Because if you go like an 80-20, 80% of the sound coming from close mics, and then you just bring in a little bit of air from the overheads, that gives you that kind of sampled, um, very direct sound. Where Because a lot of times you'll see like somebody just going bananas, and I'm like, your ride symbol's shockingly quiet. And I'm like, that's, oh, you don't have any overhead. Yeah. I'm just hearing a little bit of bleed from your tom and your snare. And it's like, but if I was in the room, it wouldn't be anything like that. I don't want that sound. I want it to have that natural sound. But the problem is that natural sound, which I love by itself, is a little bit thin, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing heavier music or or even thick, rich pop music that has a lot of bass in it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the big thing is just finding that balance. You know, I'm going to tell this producer, hey, look, I play for Audio Technica. Go to their website. Just just pick out whatever. <laughs> I should have. Tell me what I should have. And I and most likely I probably already have it because I have so many microphones here yeah, that they've sure. sent over the past years for me to demo to the students mm-hmm. and the campers. Um, so but but yeah, so I, I'm excited to kind of move that way. But definitely hearing my or hearing a USA custom completely mic'd up, I was like, dang it, that sounds good. Mate, but it's, it's still one of those things where I just don't want my students to think you have to do that because it is, it's not, intim- well, it's kind of intimidating, but then you get into phase issues. Like, I don't deal with phase mate, issues. <laughs> we were talking about all of that this week. Like, mate, I, I, when when I sent the mix to the, um, the one of my mates who, was, who currently helped me mix this new setup that I've got, he was okay. literally like, okay, so your kick and kick out are out of phase. Your 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 hi hats and snare, they're completely out of phase. Everything was out of phase, all, all like everywhere. And it's so funny, like there are so many levels to it. It is a, it is kind of intimidating, isn't it? When it when it comes to like, am I doing this right? But it was funny, yeah. like the more like the kind of in a nutshell, the what we were talking about this week was like if it sounds good, it sounds good. You know, don't get caught up with like, are you doing it the right way or the wrong way? Like everyone does it their own sort of like specific way. Right. But if it sounds good, it sounds good. So it's funny, man. Yeah. I've spent so many years in these studios as a kid going going like in LTA sessions and all that kind of stuff. I never asked a single question. Now, oh. are you the same? Like, what were you like when you were recording? Did you just chill and just... Dude, I literally was like, am I done? And I would leave... <laughs> I would leave, like I would fly home from LA and I'd be like, you guys got this, right? Mate, I'm good. So funny. Oh, and I could have just been constantly like, hey, what's the overhead that you used? What what was that big mic that looked like a weird sex toy that's like in the middle of the room? Yeah. You know, what is that thing? Um, and I I wish I would have I know cut mate. that out. <laughs> but I was like, what is this giant microphone? Like I've never seen this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it does. And then I wish I would have asked all those questions. All the outboard gear. Mate. I mean, you and I live in the world of plugins, but they have the plugins that you can touch called gear. Yeah, and yeah, I wish yeah. I would have been like, okay, seriously, I see all this, but none of the lights are on. Which preamps are you actually using? They're like, oh yeah, we don't use any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just using the pre's in the board. Okay, fantastic. Or we're bypassing this and we're using that. Well, which compressor are you using? Like, I want to get the plug-in of the thing you actually use in real life. Or I wish I would have asked a producer, even this time around, because I was too busy doing my job, I wish I would have asked, like, in all honesty, if money wasn't an object, would you rather have the plug-in or the hardware? Because the problem with the hardware is it has to go through that in the process of getting to what we would call getting to tape. but. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that compressor, through that EQ, and then it's on tape like that, or it's recorded like mm-hmm. that. Well, the plugin you do afterwards, so you can kind of tweak. So there's give and take for both sides. Even if the hardware sounds better than the plugin, the plugin is flexible after the fact. Mm-hmm. The hardware just, that's how it was. Yeah, mate, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I, something that I learned this week, which was amazing. And I, I'm 32 years old now. I've been in studios like a lot over the years. 
And, I, and uh, I, I think someone asked a question about like how high to have your overhead. And the geezer was just like, look, the standard rule, well, the, the rule, a rule of thumb that I go by, a stick and a half. Oh, and I was like, stick and a half. Game changer. Instantly, I'll do that. Instantly realized my overhead are way too high. <laughs> way too high. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's crazy. That... Now stick and a half from what? The highest thing on the kit? Yeah, the yeah, your the height of your okay. highest symbol, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is um which is amazing. I was like, cool, little nugget that I can take away from me there. Um yeah. also talking about mics, I bought the um Shaw um I can't remember what it no Sennheiser, the flat Sennheiser. Pack, the flat mic for in the kick in. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was just like, you've got to get this kick. Like, I like a clicky kick. Um, and he was just That's like, where all the click comes from. Exactly. He was like, just get this. You just buy this. It's it's not that expensive. Buy cheap, buy twice. You can try them all out, but I'm telling you, this is the one. Bought it. Mate, it's so funny. These two experiences, we've both come home and we're like, right, we are going to be the next flipping Rick Rubens, mate. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going all in. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to, to get it going. Um, clean up you know I, the the biggest thing for me at my studio is cables like i just yeah i need things to look clean people you know it's no big deal if i'm the only one here but people are walking up on the stage i can't have people tripping so i just have to get it dialed um snaked through um you know i, I literally have a hole that i drilled through my wall about the size of like a, a paper cup and that's where i snake all my cables through to get into uh-huh. my interface so just getting, you know, going back to Amazon and or or even Sweetwater or wherever and getting the best microphone cables possible because mm-hmm. they're going to live in the wall for the next decade. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And then just the reason why, I mean, same reason why you have a producer come to your studio and set up your mix. Like, I I just don't know what I don't know. And so I need someone else. I need this, you know, this producer, this engineer to kind of say, like, well, this is. This is a natural sounding drum set. It's like, okay, Mate, let's do it. It'll take my ears a little while to get used to, but I think it'll be fun. Everyone that I know that is like a pro in music, whether you're an educator, a songwriter, a performer, everyone has their one guy. It's like right. the angel on yeah, your yeah. shoulder that you can call at like, you know, for you, it'll probably be 6 a.m. and just say, look, is, it, is this, is this, is this right? And then for me, it's like sending them like WhatsApp videos and just saying, why is this, why is this sort of fuzzy? Half the time, it's because Travis has come here in here and pressed all the buttons on the interface, so I have to start again. <laughs> but um, but anyway, everyone needs that one angel that they can call um, to, get them in, to get them out of a sticky situation recording wise, man. But mate, it's exciting, man! I can't wait to come to yours and actually like play the kit fully mic'd up, mate. Could you imagine the yeah. the evening jams? It would be no, oh my god! No that's, one's going to want to get off the is- kit. That's what I'm saying is I really want when there's music involved for people to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it's like, yeah, man. I mean, I've been doing this for now three and a half, four years with just an overhead and a mic in front of the kick, not even in the kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for everyone that's like, your drums sound so amazing. I'm like, OK, you're comparing my two mics to people that have. First of all, you're comparing it to people that are lying, that have samples. I'm just going to straight <laughs> yeah, up say yeah, mate. Something would be lying. Oh it's like that. God. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, the Pearl Midtown does not <laughs> sound like that. That dude is a liar. <laughs> hey, I know. Some I, I, his views are phony. There's a bot going on in the background, and those are. I know that those are get good drum oh samples. Those are Halpern samples. Mate, I res- <laughs> you know what I respect the amount of effort people go to these days for audio on the Instagram videos. <laughs> I watched one the totally. other day. Uh, no shade. I won't say who it was. And I just went, th- I was going through his videos, yeah. And I was like, initially, I was like, oh my, come on, man. Like, easy up on the triggers a little bit. And then after a right. while, I was like, this, this, this takes some serious effort. This is a lot you're, of work. You're spending Fair like play. two days on a mix for 30 seconds. This is insane. Yeah. So, you know. I'm pretty sure you sent this out to get mastered. <laughs> like, this is going some much. Wait. Oh, mate. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it's kind of crazy, man. It's kind of crazy. But to, to be fair, Triggering is something that I kind of want to like actually learn how to do and do it right and do it. Well, not right. Everyone's got their own way of, of doing things. But like, I yeah. would actually love to like figure out how to do that. I think that's one of my next steps is like really just trying to mix drums and put some nice little samples, even if it's just my samples underneath, you know, that's when I love triggers. Yeah. That's when I think triggers are like, oh, like they just when triggers support, support. For sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Love it. 
Hundred percent. And and when I and just for everyone that's listening that doesn't know, when we say triggers, we're not actually talking about triggers. We're talking about samples. We call it triggering your drums because your drum is triggering or firing off a sample. So basically, you've got your recorded sound, and then that wave file gets identified. And you say, okay, when you see this wave file get above this, basically sound level, please put on this sample of a different snare drum. And then the problem is sometimes people replace their drums with samples and it sounds very robotic. Yeah. If you take those samples and you just support your real drum sound with them, it can really thicken up your drums. Definitely the two major label albums I did with Simon Says, there were samples on the whole thing, but just blended in. So we would get this, the drum sounding as good as we could. And then back in the day, they'd be like, all right, so my friend was at the O2 Arena and uh, they were doing sound check and I've got his snare from that. We're going to put a little bit of that underneath <laughs> yeah, your yeah, snare. For sure. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Mate, and also as well, good. like songwriting wise, like musically, like songs sound better with them. Like if you have a verse and you want it to sound almost computerized and, and like very production, then like you can just put some triggers on your drums and it's not like cheating. It's just, yeah. it it works better for the song. And if anything, like I've, like I said, man, like me and you, me and you have both recorded a lot and we've always known that music, music comes first and being away this week um, and recording what I was recording, like it, it cemented it even more to me. Like it doesn't matter. Like if, if you, we had a conversation about someone at the studio this week who found out their drums had triggers on and like was called a band meeting and was livid. And I was really? like, mate, it doesn't, no one, like the reality is no one cares about the drummer. They just, the, the right. band, the song, the manager, everyone <laughs> no just one. wants the song to be the best song possible. If that means triggering your kick drums and making it sound like a, a machine gun or making it sound like- Do you know like, how many- OCDP drums <laughs> triggers sold. Mate. Like, I'm sorry, that's not what Travis's kit sounded like. Mate. That thing was so heavily triggered. Exactly, exactly, mate. Mm. And it's just like it's sometimes it just works for the song, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah triggers are a, triggers are a, uh, are are a whole nother podcast episode for us. I think. Mate. I think it just depends on what you're doing. You know, exactly. like for what I'm doing, I'm teaching, so I do want a natural sound. If I was also like Carter McLean, who's a very beautiful, natural drummer and is providing that the natural warmth of a of a modern day drum set to people's albums. Like then, I mean, God, can you imagine Carter's playing with like some nolly get good samples going on? Like I know. it just it's like, well, that's you're stealing the life that is Carter. Sometimes if I was, you know, if I was tracking a new Britney signal single, well, like. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like, well, sorry, I only have an overhead and a kick. Is that cool, mm -hmm. Britt? Um, she'd be like, no, it has to sound like everything else on the radio. So it just depends on what you're doing and then learning how to leverage that stuff to get the sound you're going for. I think, you know, for some of the stuff that I hear on Instagram or just social media in general, I wish they would blend it more. When it's sound replacement, I actually personally don't enjoy that because I don't feel like I can hear the drummer coming through mm -hmm. at all. When the drummer is enhanced through samples, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I want to, I just want to know, you know, it's, it's so funny. I remember Buddy Rich saying this back when like DW started to become popular and Buddy Rich was still alive and he was like, you know, he was just being old, angry, crotchety right. white dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I can't hear any of the drummers in, and he's just yelling. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, dude, I can, I can totally tell the drummers apart. It's no problem. You're coming from a different era. When you replace drummers with the same samples, no, I'm sorry. I really can't tell. Mm -hmm. One, I can't even tell if there was a drummer. Yeah. You know, exactly. I remember That's the thing. Yeah. I remember Matt Halpern showing me periphery demos, and I was like, who the hell recorded the demos? And he's like, oh, that's not even, that's just Misha programming it. That's just our samples. There, there is no drummer. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're in a new world now that I don't want to be a part of. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And so, and then I asked, I asked Matt, like, well, this sounds really good. Like, do you really have to go in the studio and re-record it? And he was in a weird place of like, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn to speak for him, but he was like, honestly, no, but yes, because I have to learn these songs anyways. We're going to play them on the road. 
and we are still a band. So yes, I'm 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 going to go in and track these because I was like, I honestly can't tell that this isn't you playing drums. Yeah. And you know, Misha the head programmed it all. So I think I still want to be in a world where I can tell, you know, yes, this is a real drummer, mm-hmm. but I don't mind if it's especially if it's like a pop thing where it's like, well, look, it just we just want it to sound as amazing as possible. I get it. Yeah. So I want to ask you a few questions about the process. So you have this album coming. This was a full album. Yeah. For yes. that, yeah, mate. This was 16 songs. In, in Shy is a Manelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in five days. It was, <laughs> Woo! yeah, it was full on. <clears throat> wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And Okay. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just about to say like, it wasn't really far. It was like four and a half days because the first day we took a long time getting sounds. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you have 16 songs to learn. You learn them in the typical Eddie fashion. Did you write anything down during the learning process or do you just play them over and over? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I knew some of them already, but no, it was, it's just a matter of like, like it's so weird, man. I'm sure you do the same. Um, but I, I know, I knew this session was coming up for a while. Yeah, I actually left the playing to like four or five days before. So yeah, like, yeah. I knew it was coming up for like yep. ages. Um, but for weeks and weeks and weeks, all I would do is sort of like listen to it, just in the car. Okay. Actually, only in the car, because I think it's a really, really cool way of basically like seeing what sticks in your head. So, you know, when you're driving yeah. and you're just sort of like air drumming in your head and you're just like, oh, do the guy, the boom, boom. And then like, if you do that again, that surely means something. So I'm like, oh, that, that feels stuck. And then after a while... I, I keep on air drumming or, or singing the same parts in my head. So by the time I sit down on the kit, those parts will come out. And that's when it changes. That's when you're like, mm, actually, this is way too much or it isn't feeling the same as it was in my head. But yeah, man, I literally just listen to the music for a couple of weeks, like here and there. And then four or five days before the actual actual session, I just chopped it out mate just just got the old airpods on for wow. like the first day and then the, the the rest of the day i just i just learned them mate. i just played them and just went for it and and it, there's only so much preparation you can really do in those in those um situations because one you never know um what the like let's say you're recording with a band whether Sometimes okay. they're not always there, but let's say the singer's like the drum guy. So you're with the singer. You never know how like pernickety they're going to be. So you can spend weeks like coming up with all these ideas on, on your own and you could play the first run through to get warmed up. And then all you'll hear down the talkback mic is, oh yeah, that's, um, so I think we should go um, close hi-hat on the verses and then just open hi-hats on the chorus. And you've been doing something completely different. And right. all of, like, within a second. So not the stacker. So not the <laughs> yeah. stacker. Okay, cool. That's not all the, I need to know. Not Thank the you. China. Okay, not double China. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. But like n- within a second, everything you've practiced um, is thrown out the window. And then that actually makes it harder to adapt to anything in the studio because you've, you've got this muscle memory and you've got these like weeks of practice playing something else. So it's weird, mate. Like I genuinely don't think for me anyway, practicing for a session, if you have the songs before the session, I don't think it's actually that, I don't think it's a very good idea to sit there and practice on your own and come up with a lot of stuff before the session. I think it's important to know the song structure, but I think, and it's important to come in with some ideas. Cause like, for example, there was a, um, a couple of things that I thought were going to be way too drummer like way too drama. Okay. And I was like, look, mate, I've got this idea. I'll play it for you. But like, heads up, it's pretty drama. And then he was like, yeah, mate, that's wicked. I love it. And it made the song, you know, not made the song. That was very arrogant. But like it made, <laughs> it made sense within the song. Um, right. So sure. yeah, man, it became a, a part. Exactly. It became a part. And um, so yeah, it's weird, mate. I, I do practice and I do like to sit there and play drums for like, let's say two, three, four days maximum before the session, just to get some muscle memory in the bank, get a sweat on yeah. and hit hard. I'm f- you know, when you're in these sessions, mate, you're, you're hitting hard. You're not the most like, I mean, it's completely different to a performance because the priorities yeah. are completely different. So I like yeah. to get a little and, bit of a move on and, and sweat a little bit before the session, but not practice too much. But the, And they're long days, man. They're really long days. They're weird days. I mean, yeah. studio life is... A whole different world. There's no windows. There's you're not going to see any daylight ever. <laughs> you have no idea what time of day it is. Yeah. You only eat like kind of expensive takeout, but it doesn't matter. It's still takeout. <sighs> it's still you can go to Shea Lapu 
and still it's butter and oil. And so right. you just get slowed down. And then if you, for any reason, like I know, have some sort of food poisoning on night <laughs> oh one. Oh my God, mate. Bro, so, I can't even believe you're able to even track the next mate, day. So, so as you guys know, me and Mike are on these like programs, diets, whatever you want to call them. So we're watching what we eat essentially, right? So the first day, yeah. I tell my coach and he's wicked about it, by the way. He, I, I get, I guess your coach was as well. He was like, look, you're doing PASIC. You're doing this thing. Like forget about, eat, eat what you can, but don't worry about getting the workouts in. He basically said, find some protein and some color. Okay. That was it. Okay. Find protein and color. If you can get greens or oranges or reds along with some protein, I don't care what else you do. Legend, legend. Yeah. Cause uh, my coach was the same. Cause I was a bit worried about it. Cause when I'm, I'm like you, mate. When I'm on, I'm on. I don't like breaking the diet. I don't like missing a workout. In fact, I never do. When I when I'm home and I'm on these diets and and programs, I'm you've got me. Like I'm not breaking. So the first day, uh, <laughs> everyone gets like an Indian takeaway, and I'm like, oh for God's sake! Like first day, a takeaway in Indian here in the UK is like it's a bit naughty. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I went yeah. for the cleanest <laughs> thing possible, mate. Like. I went for chicken tikka, which is basically just like chicken on the bone, no sauce, no sauce. I went for coconut yep. rice and that was it basically. And it was really good. So we we're in the Airbnb and I was just tucking away and it was, it was all good. All good. Finished my meal, took it over to the kitchen where all the bright lights were on. And I was like, hello, that's a bit, that's a bit pink, isn't it? Oh no. And, uh, my mate comes up. By the way, I'm I can't <laughs> I'm trying not to say who I was with because I can't really talk about right. the actual session. So if if I if I'm referring to people and not saying their names, it's not because I'm weird, it's just because I'm trying to keep things under wraps. But anyway, not that it matters. But my mate came over and he was like, Oh, that's fine. Then told me the next day he didn't think it was fine. He just didn't want to freak me out. So um <laughs> all was good. Went to went to bed, tracked the next day. The whole next day I'm thinking something's not right. I don't know where or how or what's going on, but something's a bit off. And the next night we got a Nando's, did what me and you did, the chicken, the peas, yep. the rice, all good, mate, all good. Couldn't eat it for love nor money. And I, was, and I was starving and I knew then something was wrong. Long story short, 1am throwing up all through the night and I was just like, oh, the one day I break my diet and go for a takeaway, this is what happens. The world is telling me not to not to not to break my diet. But yeah, man. Um, apart from that, it was good and it is long days, man. And I was just living off bars and bananas and oranges yeah. and just. But it is long days, mate. Um, and it takes and it requires like a different part of your brain. It requires like a different energy. Like you're thinking about the song and you're thinking about yeah. like the the people in the control room whether they're vibing it or not or where you're trying to like preempt what they're thinking so like let's say you do a busy take yeah. you want to then quickly say like i'm going to do a safe take because i want some options for this one and and it's just it's like a, a constant thought process of just like creative um yeah creating parts like thinking about the song not, trying not to be too of, of a drummer it's 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 intense, but I loved it, man. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a <clears throat> that's a whole thing. Now, before we move on to some stuff that I had going on, this is the first time you took the Ludwig's into a oh, studio. Yeah, flipping out, mate. I forgot now, about were that. You, were you nervous? Like, okay, come on, kids, you can do this. You're you're. I I just pledged allegiance to you. Please don't let me down. Because you've had a ton of sessions with Tama drums and with other drums, I'm ass I'm assuming, just because I know when I tracked, we would always bring in like hired kits yeah. and rental kits and make kind of a jelly bean kit out of whatever sounded best. So how was your first experience with a Black Beauty in the studio and with your Ludwig Maple Mate, Classic? I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous. I was just, I, I, yeah. I just didn't want it to, I knew it wouldn't, but the guys recording they're like metal heads, man. They're like, they record a lot of big metal bands and a lot of rock uh, bands and little old Ludwig gets set up and they're like, oh, this is the first Ludwig we're recording on. They've got, they had Black Beauties in the studio. I mean, what studio doesn't, but sure. You know, right. they, I was a little bit like, come on, like, come on, let, lads. Let, yeah, like, come on boys. Let's just, <laughs> let's wipe. Let's just, let's just, let's just take it home. Come on. 
And honestly, mate, like everyone was blown away. I actually used Evans G2s for the first time, G2 heads, which are like yeah, a little- Two-ply clears. Yeah, two-ply clears, not as, not as thick and as sturdy as like an EC2. And it, they're my new skins now. They just sung on that, yeah. on the Ludwig. And uh, mate, it was, they were blown away. Ludwig sent me a raw brass, 14 by 6.5. Insane, isn't it? Mate, that, that's staying on my kit. It's, it's replacing the black. Oh, really? It's replacing the black beauty. Shut it up! Is, really? It is a demon. It is <laughs> unbelievable. So, like, it's the black beauty is always going to be next to me. But anyway, yeah, they sent me sure. a raw brass, um, a copper, um, fourteen yep. by five, so it was a little bit smaller, um, and a four hundred two, which is chrome over something. Yeah. So Maybe I actually didn't, I thought it was a Black Beauty and then I was playing it and I was like, hang on, this isn't, this is something else. And yeah, so it's a 402. It. So yeah, give it a quick Google, man, because okay. I can't I will. quite remember, but it was, that was the one we used for like all the deep, like big pop sort of ash zone, like deep, deep vibe. So yeah, had a Black Yeah, so so that would be a, um, a Superphonic. So I think Superphonic, I'm just looking it up right now, but I'm pretty sure that's just... Uh, chrome over aluminum usually is that right? That sounds about right. Um, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's, I I'm not a Ludwig guy. I am, and that's embarrassing, um, isn't it? But yeah, the fo- it's not. It's it's a chrome drum. I'm pretty sure Superphonic is chrome over aluminum. Yeah. Um, but it might be chrome over brass. Yeah. All you Ludwig folks, you can feel free to yell at me. Yeah, yeah. Feel, I, feel free to yell at me and tell me like, of time. I'm the worst new Ludwig artist ever because I don't know what four hundred two is. But anyway, mate, it was it was it was the dream situation. I was looking at these three snare drums, four in fact, and just thinking, wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm covered. And that was the best feeling ever. Yeah, like genuinely, like looking down at these snare drums and just knowing that I've got a Black Beauty, a four hundred two, a, a raw brass, and a copper snare, like. We're good. Done. We're good. So, mate, yeah, uh, enough done. about me and like the studio session and, and Ludwig. It was amazing. Loved it. Slowly coming back to normal now because I got home and I was just like in a shell of a human being. Um, right. But, mate, how uh, so are you? Old Mikey boy's done PASIC. <laughs> and then, <laughs> how, and then taught 10, no, 30 people at once on camera. It ended up being 40, yeah. 40 on, on camera. Yeah. And recording. Yeah. So yeah, how was PASIC, first of all? Man. Well, yeah, so PASIC, man, it's, it was it was weird. I'll say that. And I mean weird. that in, in good and bad. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know why the UK drum show was so special. I think maybe it was you and I together, you know, so like the bro thing was there. But then every time I turned around, I'm like, oh my God, Carter's here. Like yeah. our other bro is here. And then I'm like, oh, there goes Annika. Oh, Annika's running off to teach in my education room. This is flipping nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then I get to meet Steve White. And then, like, honestly, I think, you know, you played and I was side stage for the whole thing. And I was just like, you know, I knew that almost the UK drum show was what PASIC was to me for you. As far as, like, you hadn't done a festival in a while. We had because we had COVID. And... I w- it was just one of those moments where I was like so stoked that when you crushed it, almost the pressure went off of me and I just got to go out and do my thing. And I had a blast. PASIC is the Super Bowl for drumming education. So it's just, a, it's not, I was, maybe you felt this for the recording. I don't want to speak for you, but I was trying to explain to people, I'm not nervous. That's not, that's scared. I'm not scared. I'm full of nerves. I have all these feelings going on at once. And I don't feel like myself because I want I'm putting too much pressure on myself for this to be a magical moment. I want, you know, I know that Dave Weckl's playing before me, Omar Hakim, Jason McGurr, Keith Carlock, Benny Greb. Like, so how do I stand out? Well, like, I'm not going to stand out with the drumming. So I want to stand out with making this a special night or special day for people and reminding people what this instrument is. So there was a lot of pressure going on, but... That being said, it was great. And the fact that Gretsch made me a replica of my kid, yeah. I've never ever been on stage looking down at blue glass sparkle and going like, yeah, this is awesome. So, wait, and it, what's sound, go- it was what's going on with that kit? Uh, oh, it's already sold. They sold it like as soon as it, it showed up, 
uh, you know, the stores know like, all right, we made a blue glass replica for Mike Johnston. He'll play it at PASIC. He'll sign the shells and then um, who wants it? And so, yeah, yeah, it was sold right away. Um, But it, it was great, man. Like when I say it was weird or strange, it was just more of like an out of body experience. I think it was just, I just wanted it to be done so I could move on. I have so many things coming up that I'm really excited about. This thing was almost looming over me, yeah. like something I had to do. And I don't like that feeling. Um, so it itself was wonderful. I loved the time on the stage. I told you as soon as I got off stage, there was one fill out of 50 minutes, one fill. That was it. Mm. And and it was fine. It just wasn't the one I was going for. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, those yeah, like yeah. you get up in the air and like your sticks just don't come down. <laughs> yeah. You're like, kick, 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 kick. come on, junior, let's go. Um, <laughs> And it was so weird because it wasn't early on. It was on the it was the last song of the set. I was properly warmed up. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where you hit the crash and you let it breathe and you know you're coming in next. So it was like two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, and I was like, what the fuck? No one knows oh. as well because like they didn't hear the feel that you actually meant to play in your head. Right. So like totally. no one has a, a, any clue whatsoever. <laughs> but in your head, you're like, I'm the worst drummer alive. Oh. I had, I mean, I ripped a chop in my head that never happened. I got my arms up in the air and I went, Scat to kick it to, we should move our arms. Hey, that is me. So at, that was a little rough. At every drum thing ever. <laughs> like, I go to do something in my head. I'm like, here we go. We got there a six stroke rounds. We got a six stroke round. Yep, there we go. Yep. We, we just bailed on yep. it. All right. Now I'm actually pulling up my timer right now. <laughs> uh, stopwatch. Oh, damn it. I reset it. Okay. The reason why is, so the stagehand, as we're getting ready to go, um, the guy that's helped, he's holding this whole thing together. So he's in charge of like audio monitor. He's in charge of the whole production. Mm-hmm. He co- And I've met him before because I've done PASIC before and I've done a couple other events that he was involved in. And he's like one of the few people on the planet that knows I used to be in a band. You know, he's like, yo, shut your breath, bro. And I'm like, all right, man, <laughs> right on. Yeah, second album. You bought it. No one else did. <clears throat> so anyways... He goes, hey, man, just a heads up when we get to about 40. So it's 50 minute hard out. So hard out for anybody that doesn't know means there's no negotiating. You have to be off that stage at 50 minute mark because then they have to. Benny Greb was right after me. So we have to swap kits, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So anyways, uh, he's like, it's a 50 minute hard out. So at 45, I'll give you a little signal. And I said, no, 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 don't do that. I this is the one thing I can do with my life. I will be off that stage by 49 minutes and 26 seconds. You do not have to give me any heads up. Mm-hmm. I will not go over. You can always go under as long as you're, you know, under by only like three or four minutes because it just gives them some extra time. Yeah. Um, but you cannot go over. So he said 49, 26. I was like 49, 26, 49 minutes, 26 seconds. So I started. So we both pulled out our phones as my uh, Gretsch a he he introduced me. So he's up on the stage. I'm on the side stage with the stage hand. And uh, he goes, and now Mike Johnston. And we both hit go on our phones. So we both have our timer going. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the iPhone times out at five minutes. So five minutes in, I have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm really like kind of every time I play my ride, I go to German grip and look at my watch (laughs) a little bit. And then I go back to French grip and back to German grip. But the problem was I, because my A&R announced me, he had like a three minute speech because he was my Peisty A&R back when I was 21 years old. Wow. So this guy has been with me for 25 years of my life from Peisty into Gretsch. So anyways, he gives like a three to four minute speech. So by the time I step on stage, like it's, it's already a little out of whack. Like, okay, well, how much time do I, I can't look at my watch and know I get off at 50 minutes on the dot. If I started at 2 PM, yeah. cause it's going to be too, you know, Anyways, long story short, we go through the whole thing. I'm playing and I literally pull out my phone to the crowd as I'm kind of wrapping up the last little thank you guys so much. I'm not texting. I just need to look at my phone. And it says 4921. And I said, but I got to go. And I and I just dropped the mic, ran off stage and we both pressed stop. 49 minutes, 26 Whoa. seconds on the dot. And literally, I w- we took pictures of it. I was like, come <laughs> on. And here's how sad it is. My clinic, I don't know. Maybe it was okay. Maybe it was bad. Benny Greb's clinic, Jason McGurr's clinic, Omar Hakim, Dave Weckl, 
they smashed it out of the park. Keith Carlock, legendary. Mm -hmm. In the moment, I was like, best clinician ever because I got off the stage at the exact <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. time I predicted I would. Yeah, I, I don't care about the drumming or no. the teaching or the inspiration. I did what I said I was going to do. Mate, you've got to find your win. So, do you know what I mean? Everyone has to their... find your victories. Yeah, it's like, okay, so I air drummed a fill. Big deal <laughs> that I didn't mean that I meant to actually play. Everyone has their own uh, win. But, yeah. right? but mate, that's, that's crazy, man. So like if, so yeah, if they ask PASIC you to do good. it again or anything like PASIC, are you just going to, are you good for the time being or like, I think I am. The only thing I can think of that I would really take on right now um, would probably be like if if the Minel Drum Festival comes my way, just because one, I, I had committed to do it in 2020 mm -hmm. before it obviously got canceled. Um, but Minel is a special company. Minel is, you know, that drum festival in 2012 launched my current career. So playing that drum festival as I walked off that stage, yeah. a bunch of people asked me if I could play their drum festival in, you know, Spain and in, um, God, all over the world. And so, so yeah, so I would definitely do that. But I think the big thing is I'm, I'm honestly just kind of sick of traveling, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, this trip, which just took me to the East coast of America, then to kind of the South, um, and then back home, it was much, um, I don't know, more difficult, I guess, on me than coming to see you and, and doing our podcast stuff and doing the camp with mm -hmm. AJ. Um, it, I just got to that point where I was like, man, if I could just fast forward to those 45 to 50 minutes on stage, hell yeah, yeah. count me in. I haven't lost the love for that. It's everything it takes to be on stage for those 50 minutes. It's a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I like, I think I would do clinic tours um, because clinic tours, you show up and then it's like, okay, well, every day I get to do this. Yeah. And I get used to the time change and I get used to the food and the language barriers and all that. But just this like, you know, multiple plane flights to get somewhere. Yeah. And then the pressure. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny, like this podcast is the guiding light for I don't think our listeners realize how much this podcast is also mental health help um, for an emotional help for you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you know, sure. it says in the beginning of this podcast, you know, be you don't overthink it point your compass towards joy. And on those flights home, I was just thinking like, okay, not PASIC itself, or let's just call it drum festivals. Of course, the time on stage, I do love it. But the whole thing all together, the food that I have to like, kind of like we talked about, we're, when we say diets, people, please do not think that Eddie and I are on a diet, like losing weight diet. We've changed the way we eat. So our eating habits have changed to promote a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, having to like give up that because every night I was at a company dinner. Every morning I was at a yeah. company breakfast. And you can't duck out. And you can't be like, look, guys, you can't. I'm not. And they're like, we don't worry, guys. We ordered for the table. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Tell me we ordered grilled chicken breasts. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but mate, like, okay. I, like we, uh, we got a Chinese one night. And yet again, here in England, a Chinese takeaway is a bit cheeky. It's a bit... Mm. It's like, look, you, you can, you've given up. You can try go for the healthy <laughs> option, but it's it's fried, um, you know, yeah, and yeah. it is amazing. But like, at the end of a at the end of a session, when like you haven't really been eating, and you've got another day of tracking, like the next day, you can't. You have to eat something, and you get out the studio. You need fuel. Everything's shut. The only things that are open are on like the takeaway apps. So yeah. like, you've you've got no option. And I'm kind, mate, I'm kind of with you as well, man. Like, I think my thing. I love recording like a lot. It's one of my like true, true passions. I think for me, it's the, it's the same thing, like drum shows and, and big clinic performances. Like what we do as a podcast is completely different. It's outside of that. It's the, it's the high pressure, get on stage and sort of not prove yourself, but like, well, yeah, I guess prove yourself and also, you know, show, show us, like show us what you've got to a certain extent. It's, ne it's not why I got into drums. And I think the UK right. drum show was really special. I don't know what it was either. Because yet again, right. that was a that was get up there and show us what you've got sort of thing. But it's such a different thing though, was, for some reason. Yeah, I, it was the only time I've walked off and thought I could do that again. I would want to do that again. But I'm the same as you, man. I, I just I think when you have a like you said, when you when you just love what you do so much that you don't when you don't want to sort of escape it or or be taken away from it it's it's right. it's a really an amazing amazing thing mate like you know i'm 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 the same man i'm just 
now I've done that, I can't wait to just teach and just do more of these episodes and, and play drums for myself more than more than ever. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's kind of where I was, you know, going with that was that <clears throat> looking into the BU, don't overthink it, point your compass towards joy vibe. It was like, okay, this is great. And as a package deal, it's just a lot that goes into it. It's weeks. I mean, I, I didn't do anything for the, our website for three weeks because all I did was practice for this moment. Yeah. So it it overtakes my entire life where, you know, teaching a drum camp, that brings me, I'm sorry, it brings me more joy than doing a drum festival. Teaching on my website, I'm sorry, it brings me, like even filming videos in a room by myself, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how happy I am. I'm, I'm skipping around the joint. It's not work for me. I love it. And then this podcast, I love doing it. I, I look forward to it every single week. Mm -hmm. And I, I really feel like I have like a, a nutrition deficiency when we don't get to do it every week. So these are the things where it's like, I'm sorry, I just want to put my focus here because it, it it makes me the happiest. Mate, it's it, I tell you what, man. Like since um, since I paused my old membership, I've become so selfish with selfish with the drums in 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 ways where I'm like, in ways where I genuinely think it confuses people. I have people who are like, oh, so is your membership on? And I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's paused for this month. Like, it won't you know you can still view the content, but you won't get charged because I'm just busy with other things and I right. don't want to do it right now. And like. Yeah. It may, that may make me sound like a dick, but like it honestly makes me so happy. And I think like you have to be, the more selfish you are with this instrument, the better it is for everyone. I truly think that like yeah. more, more like the most amazing things have happened to me on the kit and off the kit and everything that surrounds it, like the last year and a half, two years. And it's when I've just become more selfish to just with the instrument like look i'll teach yeah. when i want to teach man and and it will be the best you'll get me if i if 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 you want me to put up a, a video lesson and i've got nothing that i want to get off my chest sure but it's not going to be the best do you know what i mean that that sort of thing yeah i think and that's i think that's where i'm at with the drum festival scene is one it was it it's funny like that that was my dream you know i i was touring at a time where i was like okay, but I'm touring because I'm hoping that one day my band will be big enough that it'll allow me to be on drum festivals. Yeah. I want to be on the Modern Drummer Festival. Um, <clears throat> and then I let teaching and the happiness of teaching take over that. And I quit touring. I quit my band. And I just was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like when I compare being on stage in front of 10,000 people with my band versus being in a, a smelly room at a music store with you know, a random student. Yeah. The, the teaching makes me happier. And, the, but still the dream was to be on those stages at drum festivals. Got that, you know, starting in 2012 with the minor drum festival. And then since then I've always done about two to three drum festivals every year. This is the, it's, it's so funny. I don't want to say the name, but I was sitting down with one of the drummers from PASIC during dinner. And he said, well, that's the next decade for me. I don't have to think about that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I literally can do one of these a decade and I'm good. I don't, I don't enjoy this that much. Mm -hmm. I hadn't performed yet. This was the night before I performed. And I was like, you, in my mind, I just thought you are crazy. You are crazy. This is the dream. Like we get to be on stage at whether it's PASIC or the UK drum show, whatever. And then, yeah, I just, I got off the stage. It, like I said, it went great, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just thought, ah, he makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he is a bit more mature than I am. And so it kind of, I was like, I, I think, yeah, like I, when you say being selfish, I, I really identify with that because I don't know if I've ever been as in love with the drums and with drumming as I am right now. Same. But the thought of almost having a mental competition with other legends of our instrument, I just don't care to do that. Yeah. That's why a clinic tour sounds like heaven to me. Mm -hmm. Like you and me at Graham Russell if if it was just a clinic like that like that that's beautiful so basically then what really changed things was the next day when i flew to nashville and it was 40 people and it was intimate yeah. and i could see their eyes and i could see them laugh and i could see them smile and i could hang out with all 40 of them before and after mm -hmm. like i would i just compared those two experiences because they were literally day to day back to back and i was able to go yeah they're one had a ton of people and was 
very high profile. Like you are on main stage, ballroom 500 at PASIC, like sandwiched between some of the greatest legends of our industry. Mm-hmm. The next one is you're, you're in a small room in Nashville to, with 40 people. But the 40 person one just felt like heaven to me. And I had a blast. And there, I mean, that was tons of pressure there. You know, there's, you're not, you think you're doing this to 40 people, but in the back of your head, you know, it's possibly a million over time on YouTube because the whole thing was being filmed for Minel's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, like no one on Minel's YouTube channel wants to see this crap. It's a dude teaching. They just want to see an overhead camera angle of some dude ripping chops. Yeah, and that's not me, but still it's like, I don't care. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really proud of what I do. And so, yeah, so that was kind of it. So, you know, long-winded way of uh, answering your question. Yes, I, I do. I would, I'm going to be selfish with these things. If it's in a country that I've, you know, if somebody said, we've got a drum festival in New Zealand, right at Z, just, yes, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sign I'm me in. up, mate. Yeah, first class, yeah. I'm there. I'm good to go. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take business class just because I'm a team player. Yep. That's fine. Yep. I should have just give me the pod that I can lay down in on the way to Korea. <clears throat> you know. Yep. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. You boys, how was your flight? Yeah, economy's all right, isn't it? What do you mean, economy, Eddie? We we all flew business yeah. class. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, fine. Oh, great. That's absolutely fine. Great. From America, you did because I'm closer. Why didn't they offer that to me? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. We 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 learn. I've learned that. Even in domestic flights, economy plus isn't too bad. No, it's it's a big upgrade. It's a, it's a big upgrade. Problem is, it's just they get snapped <clears throat> up quick, mate. You got to be quick. They do. Got to be yep, quick. Yeah, you got it. So I learned that with Amber on this trip. You know, we usually just say, okay, the only stipulation is we have to fly this specific airline because that's where I get my points and then I can upgrade in the future. Mm-hmm. But even when you do that, you have no control over things that you like. Basically, I'm just saying that I get it. Everybody's trying to save some money. <laughs> Not Papa Jay. I'm 46 years old. I've saved money my whole life. Yeah. I'm, I want to spend a little extra on some comfort. Right. I'm okay with just saying, I'll put in my own money. So I told Amber, from now on, we book our own travel. We will you know, be respectful. We will ask for certain things. If they say it has to be economy, then fine. It'll be economy but I'll get a window seat and then I can upgrade it with my own personal money. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but we will be asking for it for business class in the future. Cause oh, mate. that's the thing is like Everyone the travel is what screws everything up. Everyone does. Oh it. yeah. This is what I've now realized after, <laughs> after like, after Korea, after Korea. And even then, right. I'm, I won't mention any names, but like, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, yes. the other, you know, the, I did another thing and, he flew business. Everyone flies, but yeah. everyone asks for it. So when I was saying, "Oh yeah, that sounds perfect," um, just wondering if you know if it would be it wouldn't be too much of an issue to get premium economy. No, that's fine. I'll, no, it's all right. It's all right. Just don't worry about it. I'll still come. I'll get a bus there. If so, you, want. you know, it it says here, um, Caribbean sales. Am I on a boat? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um, it was cheaper for us to... to. You're actually going to perform on a cruise ship on the way here, <laughs> and that's going to pay us back for your travel. Like, wait, what the hell? Yeah, mate. I don't think Carlock's doing that. Everyone Why am I on a cruise ship? I saw... Um, Whose who's page, who's page was I on? Uh, it was... Um, who's the, the, the guy, the cat? You would call him a cat. The cat in LA that plays on everyone's records. Josh Freeze? Josh Freeze. I was being... Yeah, in, he's always on jets. Oh my God. <laughs> I landed on his Instagram page, mate. And I was just... I was just... <laughs> no videos of him playing as well. Absolute boss, man. Right. No... It just, it's like, mate, need it. Have yeah. you seen that? Go on Wikipedia, mate. I don't need to upload yeah, an Instagram I'm fine. video. Anyway, I was yes. going through and I followed him. I was like, oh, wicked. You know, it's so cool seeing like just... I don't know, just being nosy and having a little look down his grid. And then he uh, put up a picture of uh, him and Mark Giuliano in business. And I just thought, rubbing salt in the wound here, mate. This is... Yep. And they always do the like, look who I ran into. And I'm like... Every time. (laughs) Dude, you're telling me that it's just a bunch of pro drummers up in first class or in business class. Well, we've learned our lessons. Yeah. about travel, um, I learned my lesson as far as, I mean, that was such a cool thing. I think if it was basic by itself, then two months later doing the studio stuff and the the filming with, with Minel in Nashville, it'd be very hard to A, B the two experiences, doing them back to back. Definitely. 
It was so obvious that one brings me more joy than the other. So that is kind of the focus, you know, moving into 2023 and we'll do a what's up, you know, what's the next year hold for us coming up soon. But moving into 2023, it's website camps and this podcast, because those are the things that make me the happiest. And then being very selfish, like you mentioned, when something gets presented, I can sit down with Amber and just say, okay, babe, be be the, you know, the angel or the devil on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I will say yes to everything because I always feel like I have something to prove. Talk me out of it. Like, just say, yeah. hun, do you really want to do this? You know, it's a long flight. You're going to be there for one day to perform for 40 minutes. Um, and and there's, I'm sorry, like, I'm not trying to be cheesy, but there will always be like a human element to it where it's like, look, that country gets nothing. No one goes there. Let me be the guy that goes there mm-hmm. and hangs out with those drummers. You know, there's, I mean... There are so many small European countries where I do get DMs where people say like, look, no one ever comes here. We, we've, ne- we've never even had a drum clinic. Yeah. So if there's a human element to it, you know, yes. Um, if it's close enough, I'd be like, do you want to do like me and Eddie? Like we could do that. Yeah. So that'll always be there. But as far as just saying yes to everything, because basically I used to look at the drummer lineup. I'll be very transparent. I'd look at the drummer lineup and I would think, yeah, that's a good picture for me to be in for my career. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, mate, but it's mate, the it's, truth. It's, it's, mate, that is just what life is about. It's, it's juggling the things that you feel you have to do versus the things you want to do. And in, in the music right. industry and, and being a drummer, it's, I'm going through something similar. Someone literally just DM me in the studio saying, can you can you play for us in like... I was going to ask you, like, I don't want to mention names or talk about the gig itself, but I know what it is. Yeah. Like, have you made a decision on that yet? Um, I haven't because there's a few things that I need to check with like family life whether I can still actually do it but it's the same thing I'm like mate oh a part of me are you doing it to prove to the industry that you're still part of the industry or to get the Instagram picture could you would you do it if they said you don't even have to do the shows you just have to be on stage at the end for the picture it's like (laughs) oh I could do that yeah exactly it's like so 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 yeah it's 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 tough to find that balance of like okay but I really want this experience like yeah it is hard if we take social media out of it That's what I'm trying to do with my life right now. Take social media out of it and just do you want to do this? Mate, like it's it's really hard. Cause especially with not not going on too long, but like with things like shows and tours and stuff, you know, it's another, let's say it's a full a headline show, which which this is 20 songs, 22 songs. Right? Oh God. Like, mate, that's gonna be my entire Christmas period, learning songs getting prepared for them. Um, and then, you know, and, and, and it's like, a, that's why I literally say no to anyone who messages me and says, can you play this show? Anything less than like 250 quid, 300 quid, don't even bother calling me, mate. Literally, like, right. I know that makes me sound like a prick, but like, it's true. It's like- No, no, no. That's just where you're at with valuing your own yeah, it's time. It's like, mate, like you've, you, okay, so you want me to play this one show, which is let's say 10 songs. I've then got to learn 10 songs. That is then going to be my week, probably week and a half, before is that like including you know and you're not paying for that because that's not what session work is which is understandable but then if the money's poor on the day this is these are the things you have to think about people mate trust me like don't be blinded by what we're talking about which is do you just want it for the instagram picture because that's when you'll just burn yourself out as a as a musician and and you that will lead to resentment but yeah anyway i'm going through something like that in the minute where i'm like i do want to do it but like i have to think about all the all the other things in my life that would be then two three weeks of maybe no podcast you know like right i don't want to do that nutrition going out the window trying to find gyms on the road exactly rona like having yeah mate it's 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 a lot man so i fully fully it's crazy that we've both experienced these things this week i mean mine was a little bit different because i was doing something that i truly truly i want to do more of but still, it's, right. I've been asked to do something. And, and yeah, so this week has been interesting for the both it's of good. us, man. It's good for us to have that introspective time and hopefully pass that on to the listeners. Hopefully, all of you that are listening, take these podcasts as a chance to listen, but also n- nothing against me and Eddie, but to zone out and start thinking about your choices. And are you doing the things that make you happy? Are you getting yourself closer to the things that make you happy. I mean, that's the whole point of building a career, whether it be as an educator or as a performer or as a, you know, a session drummer, 
it's so that you can start saying no to some things and say yes to the things that you like Mm -hmm. and that make you happy where it's like, well, yeah, I've always been a drum teacher, but I'll be honest. If you said same money and you just teach six-year-olds, I'm good. (laughs) I'll be a dentist. I'm sorry. Like I'm not, I don't have kids. I'm not, I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, If every kid was Travis, great, (laughs) but they're not, they're, they're just carriers of disease. They just yep. show up and sneeze on your face and don't even say, excuse me, like I'm not doing it. So yep. I've I've worked myself into a career where I can <laughs> say, I'm sorry, I wish I could teach Timmy, but I don't like children. Yeah. And then the mom's like, what? I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. that was an air drumming <laughs> thing. That was in my head. I would love to. And here's someone else that could do the job. Great. Yeah. Man. All right, everybody. Have an amazing, amazing day. Thanks for listening to Eddie and I just recap our couple weeks because honestly we were both so busy with doing what we were doing our voice notes were very low compared to normal so it was a good chance for us to get all caught up next week we've got some really fun stuff for you and i think maybe next week is the uh chance i can kind of talk about the other stuff yeah sick um, mate yeah mate exciting times get into it very exciting times good times indeed this podcast has definitely uh influenced me to take more chances on myself and to even follow my dreams more than people even know so we hope you guys enjoyed episode 107 but for now big old ketchup is in the can boom boom here we go yeah mate flipping (laughs) banger that one